Hello. Heidi, Heidi, hey. Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. Don't quit. Hey, Dennis. Happens. Hello, Mike. Hi. My voice sounds. My voice sounds terrible. I woke up and I had like no voice. Why? Were you like screaming? I I know. I wish. I wish I was screaming. I was screaming. I'm. I. It's always the way. Since I need my voice for work, I always find that my voice is the first thing to go. It's like Uh, if I was a potter and I lost my fingertips. You know. That'd be horrible. I know. I wake up and my fingertips are just missing. Yeah. People would be like, that's that's unexpected. Yeah. I'd be really concerned more than being sick. Like someone's out there stealing fingertips. I mean, maybe, right? Maybe. I mean, your fingertips don't just fall off. Someone had to take them. I'm surprised that, like, bad guys haven't figured, hey, James. Hi. I woke up and I sounded like this, my voice. I feel great, but I just had no voice today. So it, it makes it makes my job difficult. But everybody that's listening right now, you get to suffer through. So that's, that's fun. Let's jump into the intro and, uh, and we can catch up on how everything is. Uh, all right. We're the Defective Characters. Three guys sitting around talking about a personal experience in recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Dennis. And James here. The opinions are our own. We don't represent any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Today, we'll be sharing our experience on perspective in this episode 94 of the Defective Characters podcast. Let's go. Woo-hoo. All right. 94. 94. We're almost at 100. Do you guys yeah. have a memory from 94 you want to share? Um, 94. I think that's when I started using... Drugs and alcohol, I think. Oh, dad. 94 and 95. That's a horrible... That's all started. The year that Kurt Cobain died. So I guess, would would that be considered the top? You know, when they say the bottom is when you stopped? So that would technically be the top, right? Nobody refers to it as that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think we should start referring to that. <laughs> that was the, the crossing the threshold on a new journey yeah that that led to the bottom yeah probably pretty much in 94 i think i that's when stargate came out I, that was like one of my favorite movies i watched stargate so many times i thought it was so cool how aliens built the pyramids it's like a real documentary kind of right <laughs> no it's not <laughs> uh, did you watch the series too no i didn't love it that much okay yeah, yeah. Do you have a do you have a memory that is um, that's a little bit more positive, there, James? You mean Dennis? Okay. No, I, I I figure that Dennis just doesn't have any. Do you have a positive you, memory? Uh, not that I can think of. I don't know. Mm. I so have. I, I have a positive one. Between 94 and now. So a lot of those years. For me, it was a a vacation I took with my family that I realized that my parents should probably get divorced because they fought the entire time and made my brother and I cry. So that was my positive. 
one. Where, where, where was the vacation? Well, my family decided to just double down. So we had two awful vacations at, in Florida uh, and in California. So we were actually, when OJ was going through his trial, we were actually in California. And I'm like, I wonder if we're going to run into him. And then my father said, no, I think he's locked away during this, these whole proceedings. So, <laughs> so I, I do never... have a really um, positive memory from 1993. Can I do that? Uh, uh, sure. No, you had, you had to do that last week. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it kind of it's funny because um, we were um, I think Dennis and I were passing by, or I was that with you, Mike. But we, yeah, I was with Dennis, and they were taking down the Typhoon Lagoon sign, which is one of the water parks here at Disney. And I was like, yeah. Dennis said, like, I wonder how old that sign is. I was like, well, probably from 1990 before 1993. And he's like, how would you know that? It's because when I was living in Alaska in 1993, um, my dad, myself, and a bunch of other Boy Scouts took a a two-week-long trip um, to go to Washington, D.C., the National Scout Jamboree, and we went to Disney World and Typhoon Lagoon when I was 13. And that was my first taste of, like, Orlando. Maybe that's why I ended up here. Who knows? But it uh, it was a lot of fun. Was it free? It was not free at all. Oh. It's as Disney every, World. As everybody free. knows, the first case is supposed to be free. Oh. Right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Disney World. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Ask Disney about that. Uh, Thanks well, for joining me at Epcot, guys. Oh, at yeah. <laughs> let's, let's talk about that, James. So start us with the last week. How's everything? Everything's good. Um, I made plans to go pick up my boys. It's going to be in the first two weeks of August. So nice. Yeah, it's it's four months without seeing them though. It kind of sucks, but I, I still talk to them every day. And uh, I took two weeks off of work, so it'll be just like a, a really legit vacation. We'll have some fun. Um, but we went to Epcot. You and I did, um, Mike, at Rope Drop. It was. It was a quick trip, and I. Did they, yeah, had you been hard. to, had you been to Rope Drop before at Epcot? Is that how they always do it, where it's like it's not center of the park? I've been to Magic Kingdom, but it was the exact same thing, just different location. People just crowd it like cattle, and then, then they just rush to one of the, to one of the attractions. I guess I figured that it would be, at the entry, like the entryway of the park. No, I was surprised it was pretty much in the middle of the park that they corralled people. So I like you were, that. you were already in there. Oh, yeah, because it, it almost feels like like if you ran a marathon and they let you walk to mile five, you know, yeah. like you're already in there, you know? And yeah, but could you imagine that many people, though, like trying to funnel all through the stir- turnstiles at the same time, though? Yeah. That's that's That'd why be, they do it. Do they do so? They do it the exact same way at the other parks, where it's like inside the park that they do it. Yeah, they let them go to the, the castle, and you know, at at the castle in the courtyard, there's a bunch of different uh, entryways to the the rest of the park. Yeah, so that's what they do there, and then okay. people just take a little path they want to go down, and they crowd around that. I it found was, most it was nice crowded around the the Snow White minecart train. 
They want to go on that one, which I went on. It's fun, but but yeah, it's, it's no uh, It was good. We had a failed scavenger hunt that we tried to do. Um, only only failed because we didn't want to pay. I, like the things on the list probably would have been a couple hundred dollars if you got all those. Yeah. Well, I I could have done a different scavenger hunt and a non. Uh, purchasing scavenger hunt, but I think we'll do that next time. Like, let's find a five. You know, yeah. they have this like interactive type scavenger hunt at Magic Kingdom, where you go up to all of these stations and perform a little magic trick, and it's all digital. That would be interesting to do. I've done that with the kids. It's nice. They also have um, a pirate treasure hunt at Magic Kingdom too. Oh really? Yeah, you get a treasure map, and at the end, the prize would be a fast pass to Pirates of the Caribbean. But they don't oh, nice! Oh, nice! It's pretty. An cool. Animal I Kingdom. Actually, I have to send you the video of you doing devil sticks, uh, James. Oh yeah. That I took. Yeah. I I cut together a video, but I I think I filmed it the wrong way, so I wasn't able to get it in because I filmed it up and down instead of <laughs> sideways. So I'm like, oh What man. What was he doing? Uh, they're called devil sticks, right? Those sticks and you... Oh, the spinny things? Yeah, maybe that's what it's yeah. called. I call them juggle sticks, but yeah, I know where your head's at. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis, since you didn't join us, uh, I, I did see you at a meeting that morning, but how was everything? Good. I actually did go to Disney that day. I went what? to Epcot. You did? Yeah, later that night we he went. You guys went back. He piggybacked yeah. on your pass. Yeah. Oh, nice. They thought I was Mike. Yep. He said, I'm Mike. You're like, wait a minute here. Yeah. So, so what did you it's guys like, do? You're a little short to be Mike, and I'm like, thanks, guys. So, did you want more rides? I don't think we would no. have. Any. No, we just walked around the country, and then we ate in a little sandwich shop in France. Oh, nice. We waited. We waited in France. But you know what we decided? That place where we ate, Mike, we should have went there from the beginning. But that was like the best place to go. Which where place? was that? Italy? No, we tried Italy. It was closed. Um, the the big pavilion. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. Yep. They had uh, they had a couple things. They had one other thing, like a biscuit thing. And the cool thing about when we went, like if you're listening to this, um, you have a couple days if you live in uh, Central Florida to experience Flower and Garden because it ends on the 5th. So um, it's done in, what, four days from today. Um, they pack up. So it was nice actually seeing that and uh, experiencing that. And no face masks. Did that weird you guys out when you went in? Nope. No, I'm vaccinated. So I wasn't that worried about it. Yeah. Did you, did you just yell it to people to let them know? Yep, I did. Rub it in their face. <laughs> he yep. did. And then another guy yelled back to him Trump. <laughs> no, no. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's fun. That's so. Weird. Well, that's good. Well, I, I, I'll be honest. I kind of cheated this week's topic uh, being perspective because I did a test run at the meeting that Dennis and I went to 
uh, before just because I wanted to hear what people had to say. And I thought it was interesting. And since Dennis, I don't think you shared in the meeting and James, you weren't able to attend. Um, it was something fun. I had just had the realization that no matter what life throws at me, sometimes in the moment, I have a tough time with perspective. Sometimes I don't. Like if I'm on the beam, then I'm good. But I will always be able to look back and see some good in something. You know, um, I actually had a conversation with my lawyer and uh, I thanked him because there was some money left over that I paid him. And I'll be honest, I just figured he was going to take it because he didn't mark down um, the time that he was taking. He didn't send me like, oh, I worked an hour today. Oh, I worked a half hour today. So I had no idea where I stood. And he sent me a thing and he's like, hey, do you actually have money left over? And I couldn't believe it because he'd been dodging emails left and right. So I said to him, I said, you know what? Like, thank you uh, so much for, you know, uh, being with me on the best and worst year of my life, you know? And I wouldn't have at all thought last year, right around this time, that it would have been the best year of my life because there was a lot of struggles. But my perspective um, is... I feel like how much closer I was able to get to you guys um, was a huge uh, benefit. There were relationships that I had made with friends, coworkers, and also I've been able to plug more in to the time with my daughter instead of actually just leaning on my ex-wife to do everything, um, you know, and just be the fun dad. I was able to actually set some rules and we have a relationship that I think today is much better than it would have been uh, the other way around. So that's, it's really cool, you know, and having that perspective is something that I know I did not have before, you know, it was, it was impossible. Sometimes I would be on the phone and friends would say, oh, but how about this? How about this? And that would, it would drive me nuts. So I kind of wanted to bring it up and I had a couple follow-ups, but uh, initial thoughts on the topic, Dennis? Yeah, perspective. I didn't share during that meeting, and I'm going to pass and not share today. Okay, thanks, Dennis. Dennis, I'm just kidding. I'm not allowed to do that, am I here? No, no, no. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, perspective is is a funny thing. Um, You know, I guess a a quick, like, analogy to illustrate it that I, like, realized, like, a couple years ago is that you can look at like comedy movies and like drama movies, right? And take away all like the fluff of it and just look at the text of the movies. And they're they're basically the same exact thing. It's just what spin we put on it to make it funny or or sad, you know? You know, like like in a comedy movie, you can have a guy who loses his job, loses his wife, and goes out on this adventure that ends up being like hilarious to ultimately turn around and find a new life or whatever. And you can put funny music on it, depending on the actors and everything they had, it's going to be hilarious. But you can also put that same story into a drama and look at it differently. And it's going to be sad and tragic and blah, blah, blah. And I found that like really interesting because it's like we can apply that to our life in the sense that like you know we can like 
all the troubles and tribulations that go through our life, we can sit there and look at them as like negatives and as all this stuff happening to me or like all this like just drama, drama and calamity. Or we can turn around and try to find the humor in it or try to find the good in it. You know, it's like kind of like what you said, where you said like it was the best year and the worst year of our life, where if you look at some of the, the situations that you've gone through in the past year, it's it's tragic. It's horrible. It sucks. It's the worst thing that could ever happen. But you're a, you were able to like look at it and find the good. Those like things that you didn't want to happen ultimately ended up to you going to like new places and developing new relationships or stronger relationships and ultimately you're better off now than before that bad stuff happened you know it, it's all on how we look at it that's all I got for now James hi Mike hi Dennis how are you guys today good how are you my perspective is great thanks James <laughs> I'm not done I'm not done oh um so when I think of um, perspective, first thing I think of is Disney World and the force perspective they have on their buildings. Then I'm like, wait a minute, that's not what we're talking about. So I. Uh, it could be. No, 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 Dennis. Can you explain force perspective? Yeah, the first. Uh, lo- say you have a, a third, a three-story building. The first level is normal size. The windows are all normal size. Everything's great. The second level. The windows are slightly smaller and everything's a little smaller. On the third level, the windows are tiny, like the size of your head. But when you look up, it looks like it's it's normal size and it's just a little higher. That's forced perspective. Yeah. And Disney little things look bigger. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, you know, my my perspective on life today is one of really wonder amazement for what God has done in my life Um, you know because for all purposes I had really given up um, and I was destined to just drink myself into oblivion every day and it didn't matter what I had to do to get a drink or a drug because that was the only thing that was making me feel better Um, and honestly if if God didn't interfere in my life when he did um, I don't think I'd be here today so I have a lot of gratitude today. My perspective is of gratitude and wonder and an amazement of, you know, just being one of the lucky ones who was chosen. Um, Because, you know, when we go into the meetings and we see people who, they say they're, they call them dry drugs, they have 30 years, but they, their perspective is just like, it's not the best they're um, they're always criticizing people. Um, people are annoying to them, like you know. But you know, getting off track. What can I do to bring you know peace and love to the meeting today? What can I do? Um, what's my perspective on things? And um, I think um, as a someone who's been in the program for a while and going by the book. God-centered life, uh, my perspective is valuable. 
to the newcomer. Um, they may or may not take my advice, but it's okay. How was that? All over the place, right? No, it was, it was pretty good. Um, <laughs> Thanks. I, w- I was thinking of what aspect of the program or a couple that helps me uh, with perspective and one that stands out not necessarily a step but something is in a meeting making sure that I'm listening like I've never been one and I don't think you guys have either you guys don't like jot down notes in the meeting like some people have a pad of paper and a pen or even on their phone write down like a slogan or something early on did you do that I I did not no. Yeah. I, in my head, and I'll still do it, I'll just repeat it a bunch because then hopefully it will stick in my head for the day. You know, um, if it's something like the morning meditation, I'll look at the, the daily reflections and say, I wonder how that, uh, one of two things, I'll look at the day before and think of how that related to it and then I wonder how it actually will the day ahead um, and that would usually help me with with perspective um, but really listening in a meeting helps a ton to make me appreciate what I have you know um, I have been into um, not fights but disagreements with friends before where I guess it would be taking their inventory. Not really, but if they're having a tough time, have you got yourself, have you guys got yourself into a pickle where somebody is talking about how their day uh, is a certain way and you're just trying to be helpful and you're like, well, at least it's good. So so say like they, they lost their job and you say something being supportive, but you say like, well, the good news is like, you didn't, you didn't really didn't like that job. <laughs> you know, like that job wasn't for you. And that next job is like, is, is right there. And they will appreciate you more than the one before. And I've gotten to situations where I've said stuff like that. And the friends have not received it well. And it has put distance between uh, myself and them. When all I'm really trying to do is help them see the positive thing. So I have since stopped that. Have you guys gotten into any situations like that? Yeah, I'll go first. I've got, uh, being married, you know, my wife comes to me with everything. And I do mean everything. She likes to talk. Dennis can attest. And, um, you know, she'll she'll be like this is on my mind today oh this person said this this blah 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 blah. and my first instinct to this day is oh no my my wife is she's feeling something what do i have to do as a husband to help her but she's not coming to me asking for help she's just talking and the more and more i try to help her the more i usually end up digging myself into a hole and she'll be like, I wasn't asking for your help. I just want you to listen. And I, I don't know, it's it's in my DNA. So it's one of those, I don't even know if it's a defective character, but it is definitely something that I'm working on just 
to be able to listen and not wait for my turn to talk. And it's I think it's magnified being a husband. You know, I think it's just you just want to help her not feel this pain. I want to help her to find a solution to whatever it is, a problem, uh, an issue that she's having. But um, you know, 90% of the time she just wants to, to listen. And I was thinking, Mike, when you were sharing, if if you're coming from a good heart when you share to this person, I wouldn't think anything else of it. You know, if they have an issue with you having a good perspective, that's outside of your hula hoop. If they want to like not talk to you for a little bit, oh well, you're better for it. I mean, that's kind of mean to say, but you know, if if you're in a good place, you have a good heart, I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about it too much. However, you know, you do learn from certain things. So if you're um, if you're like, yeah, maybe I should just listen. You know, you have learned and, and you feel better for it. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. It does. But yeah, then, I think it comes down. Yeah, go. Hello. <clears throat> I think it comes down to like it's situational. You know, I think like in James situation, you know, you got to look at like the context and what they're coming. If no one's asking you for help, then you don't have to help them. You know, well, not that you don't have to help them, but you're not needed to help them. And then like, you know, a lot of times people just want to vent. There's times that I just need to vent and everything. And like just being there listening to them is helping them. And that's, that's the action that you need to do to help that person or whatever if they just need to vent then you're providing a great service by being there to listen to them without offering commentary or options or anything like that and then like kind of like what James said with like Mike's situation it's it's you you are being positive and if that person doesn't receive it well that's not really on you you didn't do anything malicious or mean or or bad so your side of the street's clean and you can't help how people react to things and that's just life um but i am one that does that a lot in the sense of like you know you hear people complain about the rain all the time and stuff like that and i'll be like well if we didn't have rain in florida we wouldn't be able to live here you know the grass wouldn't be so green the trees wouldn't be so like full you know so it's like it's a it's a like switching it around and being positive, I think is a good thing. And for me, it's important because I naturally have like a very dark, negative centered mind and I can be very contrarian. And so I have to do it to myself all the time. You know, even when I went to Disney with James and Talitha, you know, I have anxiety doing that. It's the first time I've gone to Disney since like, the massive panic attacks I had earlier in the year. And it was a huge step out of my bubble. So I had to keep telling myself instead of like, oh God, I gotta go to Disney. I gotta do this. I gotta like make it around. I'd be like, oh, I get to go to Disney. Like, look, I'm at Disney with two of my friends and it's like, this is awesome. Oh, it's raining. So it's not as hot out. This is great. And I had to keep telling myself inside my head to like, you know, fight off the demons to fight off that negativity. And I got to do that like daily. Mm -hmm. Mm. 
would you would you guys say I ran into an issue? Um, I went to therapy for I don't know, let's six months, and it was the first time the, this past year when I was going to therapy, and the therapist said, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but it's it's almost word for word. He said, you being so positive and accepting and having that perspective um, is lying to yourself and you have to sit in the uh, sadness of it to feel it and you're just pushing it away and looking at the positives and not dealing with anything and I got really pissed (laughs) because I I couldn't disagree anymore with what he's saying um I, I don't believe I think I've had enough bad days that I don't need to look at a day as a bad day and not move my focus on to what positive of it I, I kind of look at it like this like I'm a very visual person in my head so if there's uh, there's the day the day is right in front of you and to the left you have a bucket that's the negative stuff and to the right you have another bucket that's the positive I pick out all the positive and I throw it in that bucket so I can look at it and then whatever's left in the day I'll toss it into the negative some people they they work on all the negative things that happened in the day and they keep tossing it at that bucket and they work on the negative stuff and it just makes it worse and worse and worse um and my my therapist was telling me that you know no it's really not healthy the way that you're doing it and I couldn't I couldn't disagree anymore with him um, about it you know there's there's even a song out now that without bad days you wouldn't appreciate good ones and I know that's not what you're saying Dennis when you're talking about the rain but that just reminds me like I think like. If we, if we are done with having bad days, like if we don't want to actually look at a day as like a terrible day and just look at it like that and not flip it to what was good in the day, I don't think that's good for us. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to jump in here real quick because I think that's, I that's absolutely BS too. I mean, it's not like you're denying the existence of those bad emotions. You know what I'm saying? And trying to shove down and pretend like that incident didn't have happen and run from it. That would be very unhealthy. But you do acknowledge you're healthy enough that you acknowledge a sad feeling or the the discomfort that you have, but you choose to look at it. So, with, like using the rain as an analogy again, like we're not like just because I can like walk in the middle of the rainstorm and like appreciate that those trees are getting water and that the temperature is dropping because it's raining doesn't deny the fact that like my shoes are wet and they're uncomfortable it doesn't deny the fact that like i'm going to be a little bit chilly when i walk in the ac it doesn't deny the fact that it's raining but i can either choose to focus on those the little bit of negative or i can choose to focus on the positives of it because every situation is going to have negative and positive and that's where the perspective comes in are we going to sit and dwell on the negatives we already know that the negatives exist we're aware that they are there we're not denying that they're there but i can either focus on those or i can focus on the positives and today i try my hardest to try to put focus on the positives 
you know we've sat in misery long enough we don't need to sit in it for days at times you know yeah james you got anything nope okay well good james like what's a negative feeling i've never (laughs) felt one of those (laughs) well no not on that specifically when i was thinking about perspective i was thinking about how i lost all perspective really on reality and you know i had no humility you know i was just doing and doing whatever made me feel better so when you when you do the steps and you start to really look at yourself and you start to clean yourself out you you can choose to to have more humility in your life you know and by that i mean you get out of yourself you know we go from being selfish and self-centered to uh, a life of service and, and and not bragging about it you know it's it's really having a grateful service-centered life is the true path to humility and then you can really really start to have a new perspective on life and all of god's creatures and his creation um you're loving everyone the way he loves us and i think that's one of the best kind of perspectives to have and that's the perspective you know i try to live by you know things crop up all the time like oh do i have enough money is my car good enough do i see my kids enough do i say i love you enough do i do this am i am i honest enough but frankly what i've been learning I am enough and God loves me no matter what so that perspective is is amazing to me and it helps me to get out of my head and to really focus on what's real and that's relationships and, and doing the best I can love it well I think that uh, that hits a pretty good Dennis is there anything else you want to say to wrap it up um, like James triggered a thought in my head yeah. like um he brought up like walking through the steps and stuff like that. And if we really look at it, like walking through the steps is like a journey of changing our perception, right? We, we come in in a very dark place typically and, and walking through these steps is like a roadmap on a quest to like get to the light, you know, and over the course of the time that we're doing the steps, we really do change our perspectives. The outside world doesn't change at all and stuff like that. A lot of times our circumstances don't change, but the way we look at it does and the way we look at ourselves and the world a whole and others definitely does change. And that brings us into like a more light-centered, God-centered, service-centered, love-centered like worldview, you know? That's all I got. That's good, Dennis. Thanks so much. Thanks, thank you, Dennis. James. Thanks, thank you, Mike. Mike. Hey, thanks thank for you guys. a positive perspective. Yeah, I try. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Well, we will be back next Thursday sharing our experience, strength, and hope with you on episode 95 with an effective character. It's entirely right to have all these character defects removed. Remember, new perspectives mean new reality. And we'll see you next time. Enter the multiverse. Pew, pew, pew. Oh, yeah. Enjoy work. Pew. Pew.
Hijo. <risa>